brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. to the very first interview with the Five Rounds interviews. With me today is a very special guest and I'm utmost excited to hear what this guy's got to say. The next big thing coming out of Manchester, Mr. Sam Spencer. How are you doing, man? I'm all right, thank you. That's a nice introduction. Appreciate that, pal. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, all right, we'll start off with, uh, obviously, your career has been spectacular so far. Um, what has been the highlights for you uh, in the career? Um, I don't know about spectacular. I've had, had some moments, but not quite got where I want to be yet. But we'll get there soon. The highlights, um, probably probably my last fight. My last fight was a good one. It was over a year ago now. Um, it was a short notice fight. I'd not fought for like 18 months before that due to injuries and a few other reasons. And um, I, took a, I got offered a title fight on, on short notice. I only had like, I think, three or four weeks to prepare for it. And it I knocked him out in 32 seconds with like I only landed one punch. That's something to be uh, happy about, I suppose. Yeah, man. Yeah, that went. It went perfect. <laughs> I could have had you. So you couldn't ask for something better—a short notice fight and going in there getting a finish in the first round. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, must have been a a very good feeling. Uh, when you say obviously you've had your your ups and downs, what's what what do you mean by that? What what would you have liked to have done better? Um, injuries have been my my main problem. To be fair, I'm only, I'm only young. Well, I say young. I'm 27. Um, but ever since I started fighting, I've just had injury after injury. Even through like through like when I was an amateur and stuff when I first started, like in the first week, I'd been. Uh, I think I'd done like a couple of weeks of training, and I ended up breaking my collarbone. So that that was like a like a sign of how, how things were going to go. And like, I I don't think I've ever had like it a year. I suppose it's similar for most fighters, but I've definitely had some serious ones. Like I seem to get injured on like a yearly basis. So obviously it's a rough, it's a rough sport. But no, it's I, definitely... I definitely tend to come out with more knocks than most. Well, to say you come out with more knocks, you you definitely heal like Wolverine. You you're always you're always in there looking for your, looking for your next fight, and and you don't stop because uh, obviously you do you do coaching yourself as well as fighting. Um, so how do you how do you cope with managing uh, to train new athletes as well as preparing yourself for the farts and getting ready for fart camps and etc. Um, it, it's just to me like I I love being in the gym. I, I'm there most most days. It's like six days a week, and I'll spend like probably minimum minimum five hours a day there, and that's that's including 
probably not including my own training. Like I'll go to a, a few other places and train, do my strength and conditioning work at another gym. But I'm at, at my gym, Predators, if not all day, at least five hours a day. And I, and I so for me, like coaching is pretty, I wouldn't say it's easy, but like I, I really enjoy doing it. So it doesn't seem like a, it's not like a bloody, like it's, it's not a mission to go and do. I don't have to really get myself like geared up to go and do it. Like I, I, I love sharing like the knowledge that I've been given off my coaches and, and trying to spread it on to, especially like young fighters and stuff. I, I train different kinds of people. Like, I train people that, you know, they just want to train for fitness and for a hobby or whatever. But then I, I train a few young fighters, or not not me just on my own, but we're, we've got a full coaching team that coaching staff there, obviously under Gav Boardman. And then we've got lads coming through from like 13, 14, 15 years old and, and we've been training them since they were that age. Now they're like 18, 19, looking to start fighting soon. If not, I've already started fighting and it's just, just well rewarding. It's proper rewarding because, you, you especially with them young lads, you, you can see them could potentially go down the wrong path and they could choose to make some choices. And at that kind of age, it's touch and go, isn't it, with young lads? So yeah, to put, to put like a bit of a positive spin on the life and then give a bit, let them build their own self-confidence and then build, grow into men that, that are like respectable chaps and, and they've got a bit of direction in life. It's it's, it's rewarding, man. So it's it's not like it's not a not a chore to do. It's rewarding, man. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you. And obviously, uh, coming from the background of someone who could have gone down the wrong way, I respect uh, people like you, especially guys like you who who are professional fighters and who have all the intentions. Who could just put all their time into their own training and and making their career uh, a success. Not mm. only are you doing that you're sharing the knowledge and trying to help young people exactly like you said not go down the wrong path and hopefully they can make a career uh from fighting as well yeah i think if, if you do just only concentrate on yourself you i remember having like i had a few sponsors a few years ago and they, they like they paid me an all right amount of money every week every month so i was able to like i would have probably been able to stop coaching and, and kind of just I wouldn't have been living lavish by any means, but I would have been able to get by just on just through a few sponsors from my fight career and and then then fight purses and stuff like that. But like I just felt like it if I did that, I'd just become like wrapped up in your own shit all the time. Like not nah, almost become like a narcissist where you only think about yourself and it's just it, it's not I don't think it's healthy for your own mental health to only consider your own your own like kind of life and your own actions. But like, it's not like you don't become somebody that people want to be around if you're only wrapped up in your own shit anyway. So if you, if you, if you, I think if you can, you should, you know, try and help, try and help other people and think about other people, try and do, do what you can for others. And not only does it help make you more, more like likable to other people, but it's, it, it's better for your own mentality as well. It keeps, keeps you, it keeps you down to earth, keeps you humble kind of thing. If you're just wrapped up in your own, on, on like, on dreams and aspirations all the time like there's only so much there's only so much you can do for yourself like you can train especially in fighting the training's that hard you can train what train twice a day three times a day that's all you can do you can't do much else but so the rest of the time you might as well you might as well do what you can to help some other people not just be wrapped up in, a, in your own in your own stuff. Hey, oh, my cat's just making an appearance. Just hey, hey, oh, it is a cat. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like you say, obviously, you just went onto a personality trait. You don't want to be too like uh, narcissism. Uh, obviously, the trait where you, you you're not humble. You are all about yourself. And mm-hmm. and to me, Sam, the way you just put it there is you obviously you're showing the trait of like your openness. There, you're open to to experience the the new challenges. You're open to to training new people. You're not 
you know, you're wanting that that next challenge in life, so you're not stuck in the mud, as yeah. as they would say. Um, obviously, going on to training young athletes and being a fight yourself, what do you hope to achieve in your career? Obviously, like you said, that you you're 27. In in my personality, in my personal opinion, you're you're still you still are young. Uh, in in the sport of mixed martial arts, we've seen fighters go up to the age of forty, going up to forty three. So there is still a lot of time that you've got left. What would you like to achieve in that time period, Sam? Uh, I'd, I'd like to go as as far as as physically and mentally I can. Like I've, I've, like I say, I've had loads of injuries. I'm recovering from a from a knee knee surgery at the minute, and um, that's going to take me well into next year. So when I'm when I am injury free and, and good to go again, I, I want to get back back fighting. But that all depends on on how this knee heals up. Like the injury that I've been been recovering from for the last twelve months, it's like there's it's it's finished a lot of athletic careers. Like there's a lot been a lot of um, I spoke to a few different people from different sports that have had done the damage that that I've done to to my knee, and they've not gone back to competing in in at the level that they were before. So my my plans are to to get back to what I was before physically, and I wouldn't want to fight unless I could do that. I don't want to take a, a step back and then try and try and fight at a lower level. I'd only want to go forwards in my own career. So, and at, at the level that I'm fighting at the minute, like I'm signed to Cage Warriors, so that that's like one of the highest level organisations in the country. So, there's not going to be any easy fights there. So if I can't come, if I can't compete at the level that I was doing before, if I can't perform at the level I was doing before, then I, I would focus my attentions otherwise. But the way that my rehab's going, I've, I'm only three months post-surgery and I'm already moving around fine on my knee and not having any pain and stuff. So I'm thinking it's going to go well. So next year, I'd like to get back fighting, probably fight straight away at Cage Warriors. I won't, don't, don't think I'd take any fights elsewhere. Jump back in at Cage Warriors, may have a few fat wins in there, probably... Get a few wins in, in there and hopefully fight for the title. I'd like to fight for the Cage Warriors world title. And as as the track record is with that, if you can defend that title a few times, you generally tend to get signed with the UFC. That's been the running pattern through, throughout Cage Warriors' history. So make a run at either the Bantamweight or the Featherweight title. It's probably the Bantamweight title in, in Cage Warriors. And then all being well, sign with the UFC, make some paper. Make some paper, definitely, Sam. I, I totally, I totally agree. With you. I, I'd love to see you fight for the Cage Warriors uh, belt. You've definitely deserved it. Uh, obviously, you signed to the Cage Warriors now. You wanted a couple of fights, and you, you are on the right lines. It, it does work as somewhat in your way as a feet, uh, a, fil- a filter feeder company for the UFC. Yeah. If, if you do defend that belt a couple of times, you, you're on the right track to getting signed to the UFC. And we've just saw that recently with. Um, Mason Jones obviously yeah. he, he picked up two belts and now he's gone on to sign for the UFC and hopefully you can do the same Sam and obviously coming back from your coming back from your injury which I, I highly I highly suppose you you will do like I said you, you heal like Wolverine you, you're non-stop so uh, who would who would you like to fight in your first fight at the cage or have you got any names or any any ideas first fight I have no idea I'd I've not got any bargaining power with Cage Warriors. I've not even got a win for him yet. So uh, I've not even got a win like signed to under their bar. Oh, Jesus Christ, can't speak. I've not got a win on that promotion at all yet. So I've got no bargaining power to even be making demands or calling anybody out. So I just fight whoever they threw at me for my first couple of fights. But the, the guy that's got the title now at my weight class, Jack Cartwright, I already beat him when we was amateurs. 
it's like I know it's ages ago. It's almost what would it be eight years ago, seven years ago now. But I think that makes for a good story if we had the yeah, rematch. Definitely, I, I win still a win. Yeah, I'm the only person that has ever beat him since that fight. He's gone undefeated. I think I don't know if he fought again as an amateur, but he's gone undefeated as a pro and he's won the world title. He's probably not far off signing with the UFC, so I think that would be a good fight down the line. Either in cage warriors or maybe in the UFC, you never know. Well, you never know. Like you say, it's a very, it's a brilliant story, line. Like I've got the the only guy in front of me who's who's beat the the champion. So what a storyline there. He'd, I, I suppose he'd love to try and get a win back. Knowing you, I, I don't so, think yeah. he would. I presume so. I presume, uh, like, I presume he would as long as I, it was warranted. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to jump, jump ahead of anyone. I'd want to earn any sort of title shot, like the right way. I would, just because we've got history there, it don't mean that it should jump me to the front of the queue. But like, eventually, one day, I reckon it'd be a, be a great fight. With it, it'd be able to, it'd be very marketable. We've both got exciting styles. He's a really good, really good boxer. He's got, he's got power in both hands. It's got really good wrestling, good defensive wrestling, good offensive wrestling. So as have I, I think I can match his matches um, him in all attributes, and I reckon I'm probably better in some areas as well. So it makes it makes for a cracking fight down the line. I think it definitely does. Like you say, you can it makes it for marketing easier to sell the contenders coming in who's already beat the champion, whether it be amateurs or professional. A win still a win in my eyes. Um, and if you're the champion and want to prove yourself as the best, um, in my eyes, again, you've you've got to try and get that win back that you lost. So, mm-hmm. uh, in all fairness, you get a couple of wins in Cage Warriors and uh, in spectacular fashion, you'll get hopefully to the title quicker than quicker than you suppose. But if you get a couple of wins, and I, I, don't, I don't see why not, they they shouldn't give you a title shot. Like you said, you're the only you're the only man who's who's beat him and he's gone undefeated so far. So yeah, the thing the thing would be if is if Jack was still in the promotion, he's he's already defended the belt twice now. So I, I don't I don't imagine he's going to be hanging around for too long. So he'll probably be getting snapped up sooner or later. Well, that's it. I I don't think there's too much to worry about that sound. Knowing the manager yourself and the fight you are, the moment you get back in that cage, you're you're an absolute animal. So. You, you're definitely going to get that belt, and if you don't fight him in the Cage Warriors, I, I should hope so that you'd fight him in the UFC. Um, an even better storyline right there on the the biggest stage of them all. Uh, yeah, to tough dreams are made of, isn't it? Definitely, that's a lot of people's dreams, and hopefully you can be one of them guys who who get to actually follow your dreams and and get to that next stage and and getting. Obviously, you're in time with the Cage Warriors now, but we'll obviously jump forward a bit. Uh, if you were to ever get signed to the UFC or when you get signed to the UFC, should we say, um, what is the most important aspect of your fighting style that's going to be the most, that's going to give fighters the most trouble in Cage Warriors and the UFC? Um, I was, I've always been like, um, I don't know if I've always been known for it, but I've always felt like I've had really good cardio. Like it's something that I, it's kind of, I've always been a sportsman since being a kid. So I've, I've always, even even like when I was out of playing sports for a few years, I was always trying to stay fit as best I could. Um, and then when I got into MMA, that I had a, f- a few fights early on in my career where I, I gassed. I can remember gassing in one of them, and and it just was humiliating. So I I put loads of effort and focus on being as physically prepared and conditioned as possible. And um, I think it's one of the only things that can give a fighter confidence going into a fight as well. Like. 
I always say to the young lads that I, that I work with in the gym, like you might get knocked out and you might get choked out in fights, but but if you gas, if you get tired and gas, that's that's on you. That's completely on you, and you can control that. So I I think if you do work on your cardio extensively, you get it gives you confidence going into a fight, and and obviously as everyone knows, a confident a confident fighter is generally a dangerous fighter. So um, I would say my conditioning is always one of my best aspects but and aside from that I don't think I've got real glaring weakness at all in my game in my my, my game I've got good striking both offensively off, offensively and defensively like I, I never thought I had much power in, in my shots until the last fight and I only clipped him once and put him to sleep so that that kind of proved to me that I have got a bit of power in my hands Um I don't tend to get hit too much albeit when I do get hit they tend to be big shots but but I don't get hit too much. I've got good kicks and good punches. That I'm, I wouldn't say like I'm um, any. I don't have like a preference for either. Like I, I like boxing and I like Thai boxing. Um, I can wrestle, wrestle offensively. I can I can defend takedowns, and I have got a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. So I'm, I'm always and that jiu-jitsu I'd say is is my my coach and my gym's like main style. He's a black belt. He's one of the really good black belt. Um, one of the, in fact, one of the beat, Christ, can't speak at all. The best instructor I've ever worked with when it comes to positional and technical jiu-jitsu instruction. Um, so I think like my, my versatility and my well-roundedness combined with my conditioning, oh, oh, that's what provides problems for for the people that I fight. I think I've not. I wouldn't say I've got a massive strength or a massive weakness, but I'm well-rounded and I'm and I'm always in shape. So. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Well, that's, that's, that's what you want at the end of the day, isn't it? Like, we've, we've seen it countless amount of times where fighters have come in and the cardio's uh, been just a little bit off and they haven't been able to get past that first round and, and keep the same pressure as what they were keeping or, or keep the defence up like they have been doing. Uh, cardio does play, uh, obviously, a, a lot in your game and uh, I respect you as a fighter for going in there because uh, I'm an amateur myself at the minute. I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, nice. I don't yeah, know. I don't claim to be any sort of professional, massive good fighter. But uh, obviously, training out of Black Knights in Burnley and okay. doing spa, doing sparring there, and it does that cardio does come into play when when you're <laughs> doing that. So you can just the respect I've got for you as fighters going in there when you've got the pressure of the 
the promoters, the uh, the presidents, the uh, the press, the media, the fans on on being in the octagon, being mm-hmm. there in front of everyone. That's pressure in itself. So, yeah. like you say, a confident fighter is mainly the, the dangerous fighter. Yeah, and um, cardio plays into like there's there's they kind of balance each other out. Like composure and cardio, they they work hand in hand. Like if you're composed, you tend to your cardio will stay longer. You'll have cardio for longer. If you get panicky and you get stressed, your cardio will drain rapidly. You can see it in guys inspiring all the time. If they, if somebody lands a couple of shots. And and the other guys like angry or emotional or or stress. You can see like they're stressing. That you'll you'll watch the cardio just drain at ten times the rate it would if they just kind of stay composed, stay in the moment, and and crack on. And then vice versa. If if you if you're really physically fit, you don't get them jitters and panics from from feeling tired. So in the rounds. It, it can be when you start feeling tired, that's that can cause you to stress. So like composure kind of equals cardio and, and cardio equals composure. So they're two of the like the most important things you need to work on, I think. Staying composed and and being fit, being really fit. That way you, you, you're never in a in, you don't tend to get in sticky spots in, in fights. And if you do, you can you can generally have the energy and and the wherewithal to kind of work out of them as well. That's brilliant. Obviously, brilliant advice for the young people and especially young athletes when they're coming on. You heard it from the man himself. The the most obviously the most important thing is your cardio and make sure you work on that and you be hard enough work on everything else. Everything should fall into play. And mm-hmm. going from your career, Sam, that's from what I've seen. That's exactly what what you have done. All your hard work is paying off. And and like you were saying, you're a purple belt um, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, your method of training uh, is on point, and I, am I right by saying obviously that's that's Gavin, who's your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor? Yeah, yeah, I've been at Predators full time for um, for how long now? And then I think I finished uni in, in 2014, and from that point on, I was I was training and working full time at Predators straight away. So six, seven years, I've been working day in day out with Gav. Been around him, I've learned out not just like at his techniques and his, and his methods for fighting, but like how how he how he teaches them, so it, and how he'll get the points across and his pre, his precision when he's instructing techniques, and um, it's still something that I like. I'm, I'm working on every day to try and emulate that when I'm coaching people myself. And um, but yeah, I, I've been working with him for for months, years now, and I think it has. It's I know it has. It's definitely improved my game and made me the fighter that I am today. I can imagine so, and uh, I don't know Gavin as a, a personally, but I know of I know of him. Uh, he's well highly spoken of in a lot of different gyms I've been to. He's, he's well respected for his knowledge of his mixed martial arts and for his uh, his fighters. He's he, as far as I'm uh, aware, he, he can rule with an iron fist. Uh, obviously, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a nice yeah, guy. I, but I yeah, he, I don't know about ruling with an iron fist. Is it? Is a nice guy. Is it? Is a quite quiet guy, quite reserved. But it's where he lets his um lets his instruction and his and his and his coaching talk for him kind of thing. The, the results just kind of speak for themselves. If you look at any fighters of it, any fighter that's come out of predators that's been there for any length of time ever, that they won't they're not going to be shoddy fighters at all. You, you you know for a fact when you see a predators guy on the on the card that they they're going to be both well rounded and and dangerous and skilled in in all areas. So. So it just kind that kind of speaks testament just to Gavin and his and his methods and his philosophies kind of thing. 
Yeah, definitely. Like I say, he's a well-respected guy and he does know a hell of a lot of his stuff. His, his work speaks for himself. Obviously, his fighters speak for themselves as well. Uh, all the hard work that comes out of the gym is is known. It's not being unrecognised. Uh, like I said, the reason I asked you on for the podcast is I, I, I respect you uh, as a fighter. Um, and I respect the gym you, you come from. Um, so leading on from that, Sam, uh, where would... Obviously, that's the most important uh, information um, that you could give the young fighters. But going on to actually training and getting advice from a guy like yourself, where could the viewers find you if they want professional uh, coaching? I'm in. I'm at the gym every day. I'm at, I'm at Manchester Predators. It's just five minutes from the city centre in in Manchester, just behind Rangeways. I'm there every day. If you, not only me as well, we've got we've got a team of five six coaches, and then we've got Gav, the head coach, there as well. So if you want to come down and train with us, all you got you can go to the website, which is www.manchester-mma.com, or you can just come down any evening, and there'll be stuff going on. Um, speak to us, speak to speak to Gav, speak to whoever's teaching the classes, and we'll point you in the right direction. Or you can f- follow both my page, which. Is, I'm Sam Spencer MMA on pretty much everything, Facebook and Instagram and all that. Or, or if you follow Predators Mixed Martial Arts or Predators MMA gym, you can you can message them direct. So that'll be, that'll get you through to Gav. But we've we've we're easy to find online. If you just search, search Sam Spencer or you search Predators MMA or you search any of them things, we'll come up everywhere and and just it's pretty simple to find us. That's it. You heard it from the man himself. Yeah, all on the social media network from ranging from Facebook to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go and follow Sam. He's professional training through and through. He's had guys behind him for years who, who knows what they're doing and the man knows what he's doing himself. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sam Spencer, the next big thing coming out of Manchester. Sam, it's been a really pleasure having you on the podcast and I really do appreciate the, the knowledge you've been able to give some of the viewers and I really hope to see you fighting for that Cage Warriors uh, title in the near future, my friend. Me too, man. Nice one. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.